A global pandemic forced us to close the labs and pause experiments. But for our lab, science has always been about building community. So today, we're chatting with fellow researchers about their experiences in lockdown. I'm Andrew Pelling, and you're listening to Quarantimes. Now that we're used to waking up at noon every day, I hope you're well rested for this next episode. I'm Nikki McGillivary, you're listening to Quarantimes, and today we have an inspirational guest that has taken on some teaching roles in her own home, Sharon King. Thanks for being on the show, Sharon. Thanks, Nikki, for having me. So, Sharon, how long have you worked with Andrew? Andrew and I connected a little over three years ago, and um, we have since been collaborating uh, virtually. And I help Andrew manage his email and calendar so that he can stay organized with all his meetings and conferences. I also help Andrew with his travel planning so he can get to where he needs to be with all the documentation that is required. And um, on occasion, we also do a newsletter that Andrew sends out. Yeah, you've really kept us organized over the last few years. Has your work been affected at all by the quarantine? Um, Funny enough, um, I've built my business to be um, virtual. So I work remotely um, a lot of the times by myself. So in that respect, things haven't changed too much. Um, But I must say that there have been slight adjustments to my working from home lifestyle. Um, You know, just small changes like adjusting maybe work hours just to fit in time for homeschooling. So perhaps maybe a bit more late night working (laughs) hours. Um, And also... Um, sort of maybe slightly later starts. But um, for the most part, things haven't changed too much. It's been great. It makes me happy, though, that we do also get to see your side of things where you're someone who has a home business and it hasn't greatly been affected by the pandemic. And you mentioned that you're homeschooling your kids. So how's that going? So homeschooling has been a bit of a challenge for us. Um, My kids are... 7, 10, and almost a teenager, 13. So we have quite a few different um, ages and and grade levels to try and um, teach. So it's been a bit of a challenge because, as I said, we have learned all this stuff many, many years ago, and we know what, what it is or how it works. But it's it's quite a challenge to explain things to our children the way we learned it. And there's so many different teaching strategies that um, we're not aware of. So, you know, we've really come to appreciate how much work the teachers do in educating our children. Yeah, honestly, I don't think we understand a lot of the time that teachers do a great job at accommodating different learning styles. And I'm sure that's been hard for you guys, given that you're not teachers and that you have a wide age range to homeschool now. But what are some cool ways you guys have been incorporating learning into your kids' routines? We really like uh, board games in our house and we try to do um, some game nights at home. Um, Scrabble was something that I really enjoyed and, um, you know, I recognize the educational component of it, you know, language, um, spelling, things like that. So I thought, you know, I'd give it a try and see if the kids will enjoy it. 
the other game that we recognize that's really fun and that has so many different aspects um, was Mahjong. In playing this game throughout the years, I realized that um, it's a very strategic game. And uh, I, I thought it would be a good idea to teach them because uh, I noticed that there's very different ways of thinking and different ways of learning. So uh, as an example, some of the things they've been learning is learning about probability, you know, how many cards are there, how many cards are out, and how many cards um, will come up if you need it. So um, that's one of the reasons why we decided to teach them that game so that we can um, come together as a family but also have fun and um, learning without them really knowing they're learning. That's the way to do it. Learning without knowing you're learning is my favorite way to do anything. And I love this variety of games you've clearly thoughtfully put together for them. Have you guys just started playing board games with them since the isolation began? Oh, no, we've been playing board games for a very long time. As soon as they were young, we'd be buying board games. So um, we've always had that in our playroom. <laughs> you know, I get nostalgic from all of this because my brother and I's favorite things to do as kids were to play cards and different board games. And... I feel like nowadays kids have so much variety with technology and whatnot that something like playing cards doesn't excite them. So I think your kids will also have an appreciation for that, which is nice. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of things that we used to do as children that they don't know about, but it's something that I, I try to um, bring back into our house just to get away from um, being online all the time. And I agree with you, you know, they don't really know too much about anything outside of electronics. At the same time, it's nice that kids are exposed to technology and even basic coding principles at such a young age, but I feel as though there should be a balance between that and this. And speaking of balance, how are you guys balancing spending time with each other, but also keeping some distance while being all in one home together all the time? We, I think... For the most part, a lot of us are homebodies, so we're very comfortable at home. But I think um, what is a little difficult is being together 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I think um, we're on our seventh week now, so I think it's starting to hit them, um, you know, this quarantine. Um, but, we, you know, we're trying our best to all keep busy, keep active. Um, we try to give each other space. Um, we're, we're trying not to be too strict with the schooling. It's best to sort of keep busy and, and try to make the day interesting. I think that's a perfect way to treat the situation. And it seems like you're doing a great job of leaving them some independence, but also having that time together. It has definitely become a long-term situation. So it's very commendable that you took matters into your own hands and came up with this structure. Um, yeah, I think at the beginning we thought it was going to be, you know, a short quarantine. But as things progressed very quickly and we noticed how serious things were, were getting, um, we knew that we had to sort of start setting up some sort of routine or schedule for our kids so that, you know, they're busy um, learning at the same time we're busy working. <laughs> um, we, we just had to try and make everything work. Um, so we've tried to incorporate learning through, um, say, cooking or baking or building something. Yeah, that makes total sense. What have you guys been baking? Oh, we've been doing a lot of um, 
baking breads, um, bagels. Um, we, we try to do a pizza night every week because I know the kids have been missing their pizza day at school. Um, and it's something that they can actually get involved in. So we've had them rolling pizza dough, you know, dressing the pizza with whatever toppings they like, um, and actually um, having it cooked and served in front of them so they know that they're feeding the family and it makes them feel good and it feels like something that um, they've accomplished. Having that teamwork aspect is really nice because we lack that in school sometimes, so it's good that you guys are implementing that into their actual routine. Yeah, it, it is It is a great um, um, thing to do because I think it, it also brings us together at some point in the day. Um, a lot of the times we're all working independently, doing our own thing, and then you know we come together to do something like this. It's sort of um, a catch-up. You know, how did you do? We talk about things as we cook and bake, so that's nice as well. Yeah, and have you guys been active together at all? Yeah, you know, um, the weather hasn't been that great um but whenever the sun's out and the the weather's at least three to five degrees we will get on our bikes and take a you know one to two kilometer ride um or even walk sometimes just to mix it up a bit but um the kids enjoy the bike rides because uh you know it's quicker <laughs> but um we try to incorporate some sort of outdoor elements or some physical fitness into our day um, just because I think it's good for us to all get away from our computers um, to actually have a change of scenery to breathe some fresh air. Um, so we try not to let that slide. Um, occasionally when the weather's not so great, we'll go down to the basement and maybe do some stretching and, and um, things like that. But they're not that fond of that. <laughs> so you guys are taking on every role, gym teachers, Math via Mahjong, science via documentaries, nutrition with your cooking, and English by playing Scrabble. It's perfect. You guys are very motivated. Yeah, I think I think motivation is the key. That's something that gets away from me very easily. Um, but, you know, I, I do find that once I'm motivated, I can keep going. But I think it's just getting to that point, <laughs> getting yourself um, motivated, getting out there and, and doing the work. Where do you think you're getting all this calmness and positivity during this time? The fact that we are fortunate enough to still be able to work. Um, you know, there's so many people suffering there, uh, you know, emotionally, physically, financially. Um, so we're very fortunate that we can still keep working. Um, and I think um, the fact that we can still be connected to the world outside even though we're stuck indoors um, for the most part um, technology is fantastic um, the fact that I'm talking to you now and the fact that I can still keep working with Andrew um, the fact that I can still communicate with my family my mom and dad um, my siblings um, it's been very um, it's been very um, it's good for because, you know, my mom has health issues. So we've been able to keep in contact and, and, you know, set a plan for ourselves. And I think the last thing I would have to say that's keeping us going is that we're with our family. 
I, I realize that a lot of people are alone out there quarantining and um, my brother just said to me a few weeks ago that he misses the hugs and for us we didn't really think about that because we have actually have people in our house that we see every day that we can hug if we need to um, and I think not having that human contact the physical human contact is something that's so important and I think a lot of people are really missing and realizing how important that is as much as we are all sort of alive and well being um, in isolation has really affected many people I think what you're really touching on is that being grateful and appreciative is such a good way to add optimism into your life and with optimism comes so much positivity and that's where you can start setting goals for yourself to do things you've always wanted to do so I think you have such a perfect mentality with all of this yeah I think you're right like people are slowing down sort of stopping to smell the roses you know taking everything small that happens and and as you said gratitude it's it's really something i think many people have taken for granted and um i mean as bad as this situation is out there i think a lot of good is also coming out of it yes it's like those flowers that bloom at night thank you for being such a great guest sharon thank you nikki that's our episode for today. Stay motivated, guys. We're getting through this one day at a time, and I'm sure we're all going to make it through. As always, be sure to keep up with this limited series that has been our positivity project and has blossomed from this trying time. Thanks for listening to Quarantines.